0: Welcome to Automotive Insiders, the podcast series presented by OESA, the Original Equipment Suppliers Association. You'll hear from automotive industry experts on the critical issues that are impacting the mobility landscape. Get actionable insights on how to thrive in Automotive 2.0. Now, here's your Automotive Insiders host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham.
1: Welcome to Automotive Insiders presented by OESA. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, happy to be here. And my very special guest today is Brian Darty. He is the Chief Technology Officer for Motor and Equipment Manufacturers Association, known to many as MEMA, MEMA, and its divisions, including OESA. Brian Darty, welcome to Automotive Insiders. How are you today?
2: Great. Thank you, Bonnie. Thanks for the invitation to be here.
1: Well, happy to be here. And let me tell you something. I want to know about you. How did you get into automotive, Brian? People want to know as CTO of MEMA and related to OESA. People want to know what's your expertise. And everybody's interested. How did people get into this industry? So give me a little background, please.
2: All right. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's uh, been an interesting uh, career. I've really enjoyed uh, all the different things I've worked on. Um After getting my master's degree out in California, actually, I got recruited by Ford Motor Company and came back to Michigan to work in uh, advanced robotics and automation within the electronics division of Ford Motor Company. So, I spent what ended up being 10 years at Ford working on everything from analog brake systems, electric power steering, and of course, you know, kind of general electronics manufacturing uh, and advanced manufacturing. Then moved to Visteon as Ford spun off its parts division around 2000. Uh, And spent uh, 16 years at Visteon then working on cockpit systems, uh, advanced steering systems, including steer-by-wire, vehicle-to-vehicle communication. And most of my time was spent in uh, advanced driver assistance systems, so radar and vision-based systems to uh, increase the safety of vehicles by sensing vehicles around them and allowing either warnings or evasive action to be taken by the vehicles. So it's been a very varied career, everything from robotics and automation through ADAS. And now with automated vehicles technology coming into the forefront here, a lot of these different areas are really starting to come together. You're essentially getting robotic systems put into uh, passenger cars. So it's all kind of uh, flowing together in the industry
1: you've seen a lot of changes, haven't you? And and as a chief technology officer, Brian, you're basically at the forefront of what's happening. Would you say that the, the changes you've seen in automotive and, and the things you just described coming to passenger cars, is this exciting? Are these groundbreaking? Is this something that automotive have has waited for for years and years? And now it's a, oh, here we are, the future is here. What's your, what's your thought on that?
2: Yeah, well, that's definitely happening. And uh, the media, you know, has really helped that. So I think, um, the public has been inspired by how much technology is in vehicles today. Uh, and then that's helping drive even more technology as they see the features that are coming out on the newer vehicles and what really can be done. That that increases the drive to get even more of those, uh, you know, high technology features. So, and we're integrating, you know, cell phone technology and communications and infotainment, you know, seamlessly into the driving experience. And you know, our members within MIMA, the suppliers of this technology, are really working with the OEMs to uh, push the state of the art. So it, it is very exciting.
1: It is an exciting time. Thank you. Brian, we invited you here today to talk about something in the news. Let me, let me reflect here. Uh, there are recent changes to the U.S. light vehicle fuel economy standards, and I understand that just a few weeks ago on March 31st, we're in 2020, the U.S. Department of Transportation's National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, the NHTSA, and the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, known as the EPA, released what they call SAFE, S-A-F-E, vehicle rules, and those are safer, affordable, fuel-efficient vehicle rules. The rules set, I I love these acronyms, CAFE, C-A-F-E, Corporate Average Fuel Economy and CO2 Emission Standards from model years 2021 to 2026, passenger cars, and light trucks. Brian, can you please give us an overview of what the final 2020 SAFE rule means and how will fuel economy standards be changing?
2: Sure. Thanks, Bonnie. Yes, um, there's been a good bit of uncertainty over the last several years on kind of how this will play out, as, as most of the people listening to this will uh, know, uh, in that the uh, previous administration had kind of set a target of 54.5 miles per gallon for U.S. vehicles in the model year 2025. And while on the NHTSA side, that wasn't a a hard and fast rule because they can only do it in five year increments, um, this was clearly the goal. So the slope of the curve for uh, miles per gallon improvement was uh, going up quite fast. Uh, Under the current administration, they had proposed Everything from kind of flatlining things at the 2021 model year to having a slower rate of increase. And what we have now with the final rule is an increase of about 1.5% uh, in terms of miles per gallon improvement per year. Um, and that d- varies depending on the the size and the footprint of the vehicle uh, and many other things. In addition, California has their own uh, a waiver that was granted many years ago, uh, mainly in response to the specific conditions around LA and some other California cities with smog, to set their own standard as long as it was stricter than what the uh, EPA and NHTSA were, were setting. Um, so now we've had a revocation or a proposed revocation of that waiver, which is, of course, leading to a lawsuit from California and several other states. So there's still a great deal of uncertainty on how the California waiver will work out, but at least we have some certainty now that we're going to have about a one and a half percent improvement per year for light vehicles. So SUVs, trucks, and passenger cars.
1: Thank you very much, Brian. Very interesting. Let's look at particular states. What's going to happen regarding fuel economy in California and other states that will follow its lead? What do you see?
2: So California, as I mentioned, has a specific uh, waiver in the past to set their own standards um, and in general, they've, they've used that waiver to help kind of drive the U.S. to have um, more stringent fuel economy standards. And that, that partnership has worked well. Now, with the revocation of that waiver, it's unclear how that will work out. And it'll really depend on how that gets settled in the courts. But in addition to that, California has reached an agreement with four OEMs um, to essentially set their own commitment uh, with the state of California and the follow-on states, Uh, to improve their fuel economy at a level faster than what the the U.S. is doing overall. Um, So those states, and depending on which provisions of the California uh, standards they follow, there's between 10 and 13 states that follow that California lead. So it represents about 45% of the vehicles that are sold in the U.S. are in those states. So uh, as we see this start to play out we may see other companies join in that effort. There are discussions, I know, with at least one other large OEM to join that coalition of four companies that um, is following those, that, that California agreement. Um, so it's really going to come down to how the, uh, the lawsuits work out on that waiver and whether California has their continued ability to set their own standards or whether it will be kind of one national standard.
1: Thank you, Brian. Let's look at alternative fuel vehicles. How will this new SAFE 2020 rule impact full battery electric vehicles? What about hybrids? And what about natural gas vehicles? How will it impact each of those or all of them as a group?
2: Okay. The, uh, essentially, the, the alternative fuel vehicles for the, the last um, enactment of uh, CAFE and the Greenhouse Gas Act in terms of improving fuel economy have given a a multiplier credit to battery electric vehicles. So, for instance, if you sold a full battery electric vehicle uh, that uh, didn't use any gasoline at all, you would be allowed to include that in your calculations twice. So, when a company is trying to improve their fleet fuel economy average, which is kind of what the CAFE standard is, um, they would get an extra credit essentially for every battery electric vehicle they made and then also for plug-in hybrids, uh, in the past, it was a factor of 1.7. So you could put that uh, much higher fuel economy you got from those vehicles in there several times. Um, we, under the Obama administration, that expired after model year 2021. And in the current proposal, or the, the, now the final rule, uh, that will expire as well. So there won't be that same multiplier credit for those vehicles However, with natural gas vehicles, they're actually adding a uh, special credit for those to promote that. And the reasoning from the EPA and NHTSA is that you know we now have a lot of battery electric vehicles, which was the idea behind that that extra credit, essentially to drive the development of those vehicles, both BEVs and PHEVs. And now we really don't have much in the way of uh, multi fuel vehicles that are natural gas and gasoline or pure natural gas vehicles. So this new credit is essentially uh, put in place to drive the development of those vehicles as well. So we'll have an entire suite of alternative fuel vehicles.
1: Thank you, Brian. Very, very interesting. Now let's look at the manufacturers of light vehicle parts. Will the rule have any impact? And if so, how serious would it be?
2: Absolutely. So, you know, obviously as uh, requirements get more stringent on fuel economy, what that really means is you need to have you know, new uh, technologies being added to the engines and powertrains of vehicles uh, to improve their uh, fuel economy. And as we move forward, there's going to be more and more advanced technology that's going to be applied to both engines as well as alternative powertrains such as battery electric vehicles and plug-in hybrids. So all of these aspects will be opportunities for the supplier community to provide more and essentially more complex technology to meet these standards. So I think it's a very good time to be an automotive uh, supplier. And uh, if you're involved in some of these uh, fuel economy technologies, uh, they're going to be in high demand
1: question for you. Do you find that suppliers are embracing new technologies? Are they putting budget behind it? Are they putting education behind it and change management among their own workforce to say, hey, this is where we need to be. The technology is available. We have to come on board. What's your view on that?
2: Absolutely. And and MEMA and OESA and uh, OESA Sisters divisions are all very pro-technology. You know, this is very good for the supply base and the the supply base will always offer up technologies to our OEM customers to allow them to meet whatever standards are in place around the world by various uh, governmental entities. So this is, this is a good thing for suppliers. And, uh, you know, we support the continued advancement of fuel economy improvements. So it's good to see that rather than flatlining the requirements, um, we were having a year-over-year increase is going to continue.
1: Brian Darty, I've learned a lot from you, and I know that our listeners on Automotive Insiders will, too. I wish you well in these interesting and challenging times. I hope you stay safe, and I hope you stay well, and I want to thank you. Brian Darty is the Chief Technology Officer for MEMA, Motor and Equipment Manufacturers Association, and its divisions, including OESA, and OESA is a sponsor of Automotive Insiders. Have a great day, Brian. Thank you so much for your time. I'm Bonnie D. Graham signing off. We'll talk to you again soon.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Automotive Insiders presented by OESA. Listen at your convenience to industry thought leaders as they discuss the ever-evolving industry and how companies can thrive in the new mobility landscape. All episodes are on demand on the Voice America Business Channel and at OESA.org. Automotive Insider is presented by the Original Equipment Suppliers Association.